Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm your host, John, and today I'm going to be asking you the question, do you run more than one campaign in the same game world? The idea for this episode came to me when I was asked to run a few games of D&D at a small local sci-fi and fantasy convention. Now, I'd done this once before in the misty, hazical, semi-mythical pre-pandemic times and I used a very simplified form of 5e because I thought it'll probably be what people will be familiar with and I used Barrow Maze by Greg Gillespie. Essentially small groups of pre-gen characters would choose a Barrow Mound on a hex map, they'd sally forth, explore it, there was a sort of soft like couple of hours time limit and after that the surviving members would withdraw. This went fairly well and I was pleased to be asked back to do the convention. Naturally, my thoughts turned to, what am I going to run this year? And now, as I've said, because it's a sort of testy, you know, sort of drop-in, drop-out game, I wanted it to be a game where people could rock up, play for a couple of hours, have a good time. It's all fairly simple, you know, a bit of good old school, like dungeon crawling, in my point of view, what D&D does best. And then people can go on their merry way and enjoy the rest of the convention. I'm certainly not expecting to tie up like their entire convention experience. Although last time we did have a few people who like came back for successive games. And if people want to do that, that is absolutely cracking. Now for this year, I didn't just want to use a Barra Maze again, great as it is. But I wanted to try something a little bit different for this year's convention. Possibly using old school essentials rather than the cut down version of 5e. I used previously. And, and hey, I, I know I promised them I'd run some D&D, but OSE is definitely D&D as far as I'm concerned. It wears its sort of uh, roots on its sleeve. So as far as I'm concerned, it and all the various retro clones still fit the criteria of me running some D&D. So my eyes were wandering over my shelf of books, of which I've got a few, and my eyes fell on my copy of Hot Springs Island, which is a really cool book. It's a little bit on the pricey side, but you know, I bought it ages ago and I've not really got around to busting it out. And I've been wanting to run it for ages, to be honest. The whole idea of like a crazy sort of island exploration appeals to me. And whilst I've got the PDF of the old Isle of Dread module, as well as the original adventures reincarnated from Goodman's Games version, of that there's something about hot springs island that i find really interesting it's got a great feeling of history horror and some very intriguing faction relations that can really be used to spice up the game session but mainly it's that format of explorers ranging out onto an island it really fits that model of game i want to use and i've contemplated at several points in the past you know whenever people start like beating that like west marches drop in drop out drum i've often thought about maybe using hot springs island for something similar and recently i've strongly been considering running an additional game to accompany my bi-weekly smoke and snow ose campaign and hot springs island has been one of the books that well i've been strongly considering using now ignoring the fact that i quite often get the urge to run a second game start running one and then realize i can't run two games which myself and johannes have joked about being a perennial problem with the two of us and i could do a whole different video on that and in fact I might do a podcast or a video on it, I'm not sure. But putting that to one side, 
I've often thought, well, if I was going to run a second game, it'd have to, again, be pretty sandboxy. It'd have to be self-contained. And I've thought, yeah, do you know what? Explorers on Hot Springs Island could be a great way of doing that because a lot of the stuff is in the book, so my prep wouldn't vastly increase from what I'm doing already. So a lot of it's already done for me. And it occurred to me as I was thinking about this that there's no reason Hot Springs Island couldn't be in the same world as my smoke and snow campaign. After all, it's an isolated island that's been deliberately designed to be easily plugged in to a, ca a larger campaign setting. It's relatively unexplored and isolated. So I then start thinking, well, maybe if I run this at the local convention, perhaps I can have the outcomes of those mini-games serve as the first wave of exploration that led to a later ongoing campaign set on Hot Springs Island, but in the larger campaign world of Smoke and Snow, and that would be the second game going forward. As I've said, the background for Hot Springs Island is fairly nebulous outside the islands themselves. Really all that's defined is that there's some sort of trade company or organisation that's sending people to explore the island, and there's some goods that are of interest there. It's been designed to be fairly easily dropped into an existing campaign world, and that's one of the things I love about it. Again, I want to be able to have a big blank map of the island that I can gradually add more detail to during the convention as the exploration of the islands continue. And this is something I did with Barrowmaze last time. I drew a very simple version of the sort of area where the barrows are located and as people discovered tombs underground complexes and stuff like that we would add them on to the big paper map and if they went into any little dungeons i had sort of side a4 pieces of paper where i would sketch out those dungeons we didn't really go in for the whole miniatures thing but everyone seemed to really enjoy it it also meant i got an opportunity to use my little red score stamp to mark on the map places where characters have perished and obviously i'd love to do that again in the hot springs island game that i'm planning to run for this i'm thinking perhaps sort of very roughly draw out the edge of the island you know maybe get some hex paper or i've got some like a roll of butcher's paper downstairs use that for it and maybe just draw like the most obvious features you know huge mountains here's a jungle here's the beach etc and then as they explore it, fill in the little details, maybe even allow like players to write on the map. It could even be that like, oh, the map they're seeing is actually like a map they've got pinned up like on their ship as they send out these uh, successive way teams onto the islands to explore it. Another thing I found, which I can't claim credit for because I actually saw it on a Facebook post recently, was some cool in-character death certificates which are produced by Stormlord Publishing and are available for free from Drive Through RPG. I'll put a link in the description of the show where you can find those. And I thought maybe I could print because they, they do two versions in it. There's like an A4 version, and then there's like a, a version where there's four on a single like A4 page. And I thought if I take the smaller version, I could print out an absolute stack of them, cut them up. If someone loses a character, you know, fill it in. They get to take that away as a a bit of a memento of the game, etc. And I thought that might be like a nice little ha handout thing, as well as sort of like slightly blunt the uh, the loss of the character or the ignominy of death, depending on what happens. 
But the whole idea of sliding this into my existing campaign world for Smoke and Snow really appeals to me. Like many GMs, I've often dreamed or aspired to creating a campaign world that continues to run for years and years and hosts many different campaigns. And it's something I've tried a couple of times, but I've not really leaned into too heavily. I tend mostly to make a different world for each game I'm running. Now, I know a number of people, like Rob Davis, for instance, have a single world they use for games. And I find that very appealing because obviously you're, you're adding layers to this world with each successive campaign you run. And also you can lean on the prep that you've done for previous games and use it so that you're not starting 100% from scratch, especially if you're using the same game rules. But since most of my games use D&D or some variant, I'm pretty sure you know I could use a lot of the prep, maybe just not the stats, even if, say, I started Smoke and Snow, as I have done with those called Essentials, and I segued into another version of D&D later. I'm not sure why I would, but you never know. Maybe I'll get an itch for something like Dungeon Crawl Classics or something like that, or Lamentations again, and I'm pretty sure the campaign world could handle that. They're all based on D&D, so most of the stats would be fairly similar, and certainly a lot of prep on locations and stuff like that could very easily be reused embellished and built upon as a second or a third campaign that maybe continues in the future and i definitely find that appealing as a gm rather than like starting off from square one again building on what i've already done and i like that idea of sort of building something up more organically rather than me just like whapping down the huge encyclopedia of smoke and snow lore at the start of the game and being like here's a load of stuff you've got to read before we can play so I thought I'd ask the audience in this episode before I close out, have you ever run multiple campaigns in the same world? And if so, what pitfalls should I be looking out for? And what advice would you have for someone like myself who has never really done this before? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic. If you've done it yourself, if you're thinking about doing it, whatever i'd love to hear them and you can send me your feedback and your answers to the question in a few different ways you could drop a voicemail message to speakpipe or our old anchor account there'll be links in the description below or you could send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com and we may feature your responses in a future bonus voicemail episode so thank you very much for listening to my ramblings i'll keep you all up to date with how this goes assuming it does and i hope to see you next time until i do take care stay safe on whatever you're playing have fun see you later